gentlemen welcome again to that's entertaining joining me this evening to talk sherlock season two episode one a scandal in belgrava is one mr coach mo mahoney coach mo welcome back to the program thank you so much for letting me be here brother it's good to have you how how was that npr intro uh, I liked it. You know, your your uh, your sex appeal is just getting stronger the more you do it. So I it gets hard to listen when I drive. I got to roll the windows down. Get the you know, it's tough. Get get a little bit of the air conditioner going on. Yeah, full blast. Oh, so. nice. Well, you know, I I gotta work on the voice now because I've officially changed my Twitter handle. Oh, no, I remember no you read, yeah, reading about that. <laughs> you remember reading about that in the tablets? Yeah. Uh, it was, I think it was Time uh, Time Magazine was reporting on it. <laughs> I'm so. sure they were. I uh, I was for the longest time, you know, good old Sith Nightmare. But it was, it just, you know, after a while, it just, it was related to a different brand type thing, which I, I still like the name and, and stuff, but I figured... And I had to spell it out every time. But I figured, you know, and it's been kind of weighing on me. There's been different ones that I wanted to try to change it to over the, you know, course of about a year or so I've been thinking about it. And one just kept kind of sticking with me that was available. So I pulled the trigger this week and did it. And I am now on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan. So if you want to find me, it's a little bit easier for me to rattle off now. It's easier to say voiced by Nathan than uh, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but anyway, that that was a, an interesting big change. And I thought that that was momentous enough for what I've been entertained by. Because, I mean, that eh, that's about it <laughs> for me, yeah, honestly. That's, that's huge, though. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just completely change, you know, pop culture, you know. Uh, like you're the, gonna you're gonna soon see other stars being voiced by, and they're gonna put your name, then their name, and then your name again. Just, what? So they're they're writing like a Nathan sandwich, which is, which is everyone's dream. Let's be honest, folks. If you're listening to this, because because you, you you've gotten hooked on the Nate, the Nader tot, as he's called in certain circles, <laughs> and only one circle. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a, but it's a good circle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a nice one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, Mr. Mahoney, what have you been entertained by this past? Well, whatever <laughs> since you were on last. That's been a long time. Um, I I football started for me. Uh, this is this is my hardest time of year. Uh, this is 
banker's tax season. This is a uh, you know lawyer's huge case or lifetime case. You know this is this is uh, for Coach Mo. This is the time of year where I sleep at work. Uh, I'm I'm there from Monday through Friday, and then I come home Friday nights and Saturday and spend time with the family. And I just I'm giving it literally every ounce I have. I walk out of film, and luckily my team's three and zero. We've Played some pretty good competition. Uh, defense is playing very well. Offense still has work. Um, I, I know my boys listen to some of these, so offense, don't hang your head. Uh, there's there's things we're going to improve on. I know you will. I'm so proud of you guys and and what we've been doing. But as a group, I just I've been so blessed with a group of kids who who believe in what we're doing and they know that the process. Uh, is what's going to lead us, and it doesn't matter if you're three and zero. It only matters where you're at at the end of the season. And just, I love the work and the dedication they've given me, and I just, that's why I do it. That's why I work so hard because uh, if they're going to give me all those hours of practice, then I'm going to give them the best chance to win. And I'm just, it's been very, very tiring. Uh, I miss playing games with uh, the group of guys that I've been so lucky to, to kind of call my my own little my niche group. Uh, I miss, you know, Dan the man who I wish was here tonight. Um, I miss playing with you. I miss playing with Brian and Josh and, you know, some of those other guys who aren't as vocal, uh, in, in that, that community that we have, uh, I just miss playing. Um, I miss it a lot, but I can't wait to see where this season takes us. And then when football ends, I'll be back to gaming a lot. So, but I have played one game that I'd like to point out is actually really fun. It's called attack of Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, on Titan. So uh, it's based on an anime. Have you watched the anime? I have not. Uh, I don't do a lot of uh, anime. Um, not because I had anything against it. Just I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, when I do, it's normally something Lacey wants to watch, and I jump in and watch with her. Um, but the game plays so much fun. Like It's basically like the best Spider-Man game I've ever played. Like except Spider-Man with- game? Yeah, like, you know how in in a perfect world, Spider-Man is, like, traversing buildings, and he's like, you can't see the hand motions. Why did I do that? <laughs> Dang it. I think I think we get the picture, though, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So you can get it. But, uh, um, you know, you can traverse the buildings by, like, just he, he, you shoot those clamp things, and it kind of propels you. Um, well, this does everything I wish a Spider-Man game done, does because you're doing that to get to the Titans in the town. Uh, or in a forest and then you're you're attacking them and now instead of those hooks shooting out and clamping on the buildings they clamp on the titan and then you're timing your attack on them so i've gotten through uh the first four levels and just had a blast um the gameplay is what got me hooked the story i don't understand uh it's it's all subtitles and it doesn't read very well um it would be I would put it as like a, a, a independent C comic book, like somebody who kind of had a good plot line but didn't word it well. <laughs> but the gameplay is like super, super enjoyable. But yeah, that's about it for me. So how is it for the achievements? Uh, not great. I think I think you can get like maybe 500 uh, knocked out um, if you're looking for achieves. Um, I picked it up just because uh, my boss gave it to me as a gift. Uh, my old boss over at GameStop, uh, she called me up and said, hey, I don't want this. Do you want the code for it? And I was like, sure, I'll take it. And I dove right in. 
Nice. So, but uh, for people who are looking for easy cheeves, uh, that inside, that's a thousand just waiting to happen. Uh, and overcooked, that's another thousand waiting to happen. So if you're looking for some easy cheeves, there's two games from Coach that uh, you can dive right in and go get. Games from Coach. <laughs> You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. You can go into GameStop and say, hey, Coach Mo said I could have this game. And yep. they'll look at you weird. You have it. <laughs> they'll look at you weird. But, you know, when you try to walk towards the exit, they might get a little bit more you know, aggressive <laughs> about stopping you. But you're like, no, 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 Coach said it was okay. <laughs> but, but then they're not going to let you go. And then there are going to be guys with uniforms that come and talk to you. And then Coach is going to be like, no, no, I wasn't actually saying go get the game. Like, I didn't give it to you. You had to pay for it still. Yeah, you gotta buy it. You gotta buy it. <laughs> I should do that. I should tell people, like, easy thousands that I've done. Uh, one you should try is Party Hard. That's actually pretty fun to go achievement hunting in. Party Hard. Sir, nope. when I party, I don't party hard. I party medium? Like a respectable amount? <laughs> respectable. I mean, like, you know, I, I can I, remember the party pretty well later on, so it's I know okay. what happened. Like, I, I, I yeah. Yeah, I have all my fallacies when I live. I that makes sense. <laughs> I I sleep in my own bed that night. It's okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's good. So, you know, with, with football season, you said you're three games into the season already. That it seems like it's gone by pretty quick. How long did school start for you guys? Uh, we start uh, the first first week of August. So my boys, we've been practicing since the last week of July. Um. And uh, yeah, so we're three weeks, three weeks in. Very cool. Or three game weeks in. Yes. You got a better record than the Carolina Panthers. Oh, too mean, too soon. I I feel so bad for them. <laughs> I really do. I, Cam was taking some shots where, if if we're gonna adhere to these rules, it, it needs to be called whether you're six six or six one or, like I just I think I think Cam gets a rap. It's that Shaquille O'Neal issue. Uh, when he was in the NBA, uh, he would get just hammered. No one would call a foul for it because he's so big. And he'd just look at you saying, all right, the next time I'm going harder. And then they he started dropping that shoulder, and then they started calling for offensive fouls. And he just he, he couldn't win, couldn't couldn't lose. It was just a you know, it, bad situation. I think Cam's in the same boat. When you're 6'6", six, six and two, he said they list him at 250. I guarantee he's 265, 270. Like I, he's just so strong. Uh, I just think other, you know, the refs go, oh, he's a big guy. It it wasn't that hard of a hit. He's fine. And the, the, he doesn't get that benefit that, say, a Tom Brady or a, even Peyton was getting because Peyton would get hit, but he's 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 skinnier. I think Peyton was probably 6'4", but he might have been 210, 225, and it, it wasn't the, the mountain that is Cam Newton. So I, I just feel bad for him. I really don't like it when rules aren't adhered to, um, especially – Especially with that kind of stuff. If we're going to make rules, if we're going to say this is the NFL we want, then that's the NFL we should see. It shouldn't change depending on who you are. I agree. The NFL should be the NFL. Yep. And the Rams should be in St. Louis. Amen. But, you know, there is a team in Illinois that would really love to have you. <laughs> uh, is is that the White Sox? Uh there's a good team in Illinois. <laughs> I would really like to have you. Oh, uh, I know the Illini. Eventually, I'll root for the college team. I, that's smart. I'll take it. Baby steps. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, so tomorrow, we're recording this on Saturday night this week, and tomorrow's the big, you know, first Sunday back to, for football. And I'm, I'm super excited, honestly. I just, I'm excited to watch football in general because I don't know. I still haven't. Monday night, I think, is the first time that the Rams are playing in the in the season. So I might go uh, watch the game somewhere because I don't have ESPN or wh- whoever's airing it at my house. So I might go watch it and see how I feel watching the, the team. But, you know, I just I don't know who I'm going to root for. I just right now I just I'm watching football and and like that game Thursday night. Right. I had no stakes in the game. I had some pork chops, but no steaks. Um, but there were, you know, I, I didn't feel like a super attachment to any team because I, I rooted for the Broncos in the Super Bowl, you know, and I wanted Peyton to win. He did, and they got that taken care of. But I also, I kind of like Carolina. Their story was really good. They're a young team. They had, you know, a great charisma last year. Um, but going into this game, I was like, man, I just, I kind of want Denver to win. Uh, and, you know, early on in the game, they were not looking very good but you know as the game progressed on and that new rookie quarterback is he a rookie he's not really a rookie uh, i think he's, he's, i think he's a second or third year player yeah uh, very smart player though yeah but he uh, hasn't i mean he's played behind peyton for what was it two years now something like that yeah so this is his first nfl game start and he did i mean he was a little shaky actually not, he was a little shaky after his first couple throws but you know as the game progressed on he he did a good job and uh, he has some, you know, some moves, some skills to be able to run the ball as well as toss it. So he did it. Mm-hmm. He did a pretty good job. He needs to work on some of his his leading a little bit though, because a couple times he put a ball up and it, it should have been intercepted. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, I'm just rooting for the the game right now, and it was a good game. It was close. It came down to the wire. You know, it was a, a an ice kick <laughs> saved the day for the Broncos because. He made that first one, but then missed the the second one hardcore. So it's it's fun not to watch with any affiliation at this point. But mm. I still, if you, I feel like a nomad, you know. I feel like I I need some place to call home, and I just don't have it. Bear down, <laughs> it'll come to you. You know. Mo, if we went and saw a Bears game together, I might be easily con- converted. What are you doing in four weeks? <laughs> I honestly, what is four weeks from now? Uh, is that September weekend? September 25th? Uh, Bears play against Dallas, and uh, I was given tickets, so I'm very excited to get to go and uh, watch my Bears up there. So just saying, if you want to go, you, you send me a text. Yeah. Bears in, in Dallas? If it means I can get you as a Bears fan, uh, I'll do whatever I can. In Soldier Field? No, this it's in Dallas. Oh, it's so. in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. It's like halfway between. You got this. <laughs> halfway between? There's not yeah. halfway between Chicago and San Antonio. Are you sure? It feels... It, I, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, but it feels pretty accurate. <laughs> now, I know you're... you're a, <laughs> A football coach. You're you're not a geography teacher. I Don't make hope. up words. But <laughs> you sound silly. We make up words. <laughs> but you know, it'd be fun because <laughs> it's always great to go and experience. Like I went down to spring training when I was in Phoenix with uh, one of my coworkers, a friend of mine, and 
And we went to the Cubs, um, their, their facility down there. And, I mean, it's just infectious. I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, really. I've been to one major league game, and that was just because we got cheap tickets. Uh, I went and saw St. Louis in, in their stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's infectious when you go and you watch a game with somebody who's super jazzed about the team, you know, and then watching a game in a stadium anyway, you get an energy. Like, I would love... To, when I would go down and, and see the Rams in St. Louis, there was not that many fans there. But when there were, <laughs> uh, when there were, I mean, you could feel the electricity in the stadium. Mm-hmm. You could feel just everybody cheering and just, it's it's so different than watching on TV. Yeah, watching on TV is fine because you, you get good angles, good views. And obviously it's, it's better when you're watching with people, so you have friends over or whatever, but go into the game and paying $11 for that beer. It just, it's so good, right? <laughs> uh, I always follow the philosophy that you drink at the tailgate. I never, you never drink inside because <laughs> you can buy a case for uh, what you would pay for one inside. Oh, it's ridiculously expensive. Even like oh. a soda, I think it was like five or six bucks. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just, the atmosphere inside of a, of a any sort of sports event is really cool. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it. There's really not. I mean, I I got to go watch uh, the Spurs down here, and I've been to a bunch of Portland Trailblazer games. I've seen the Bulls play a lot, the Magic play a lot, and those were all like, they were fun experiences. But going to see the Spurs play, and it reminds you of an NFL game because like NFL fans, I'm, I'm sorry, like you, you only get. You get 17 games, maybe 21 if you're real lucky. Uh, and basketball fans, you get an 82. You know, so it's not it, – it's a different level of passion. Um, but, I mean, I went to a Spurs game, and, and you could feel it. Like, you could feel the whole atmosphere. Everybody's smiling and cheering together. Like, they're, it, it was it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And that's the same feeling I've gotten at NFL games. I've, I've uh, seen the Bears play um, at, I think, 11 different stadiums now. Um and everywhere I've gone, it's been just infectious. Like you leave feeling good, even if you lose. So, eleven stadiums—that's impressive. Yeah. Well, I was real lucky. Um, you know, uh, my first year playing uh, college football, uh, we did a lot of traveling, uh, and a couple times uh, we were we were just lucky enough to be where the Bears were playing, um, and I got to go to a couple of good games. And you know, when you're up there and. Uh, Oregon, you know, you're going to California and you're spending a couple of days down there. We've got, you know, there was, uh, you know, San Fran and Oakland's down there, and I've seen the Bears play at uh, both um, stadiums down there. Seen them in Seattle, uh, and then I get a couple. I was lucky because I was in Orlando teaching, and we had Tampa Bay, um, Jacksonville, and uh, Miami. So I just got lucky. Was in the right place, right time. See what happens when you, when you let yourself do things. You get to go see your favorite team all over the country. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, what, what, love those. Bears. What years were that? I I don't remember. I kept the tickets that my my wife made a big old collage for me that's hanging up in the other room. Oh, cool. But, but. well, you know, this is not sports cast. Although Mo, I think we might be able to make that work at some point. <laughs> 
But this is That's Entertaining. Our discussion piece for this week is Sherlock, Season 2, Episode 1, A Scandal in Belgrava. So join us now as we venture into our entertaining thoughts. you think of this week's episode i've never watched the sherlock show um didn't watch any season one and i jumped right into that that first episode of season two and first thing i thought was this is house but with the detective story um now the sherlock character's abilities are a little better than houses were but it's the same level of bluntness, the same level of honesty. And that's what I really enjoyed about the house show um, was the, what was that? What's the lead character's name? Do you remember him? Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, a great singer, had a cool album that came out. Nice jazz album. Um, but just that character is what I saw in the Sherlock character. And as I got into that first, I want to say 15 minutes, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I can finish this whole episode because it's it's an hour, hour, 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it starts you off with a little plot twist. And I'm sitting there going, I, I don't know who this bad guy is. I don't know why you're so angry. And then he picks up his phone and stops trying to kill Sherlock Holmes and uh, Watson. And I go, OK, weird. Evidently, that was a cool phone call. I don't know. <laughs> But uh leads you through like how he picks his cases and you know, he's like, Oh boring, boring, boring. I'm just like, Man, this is uh this is crazy. Um but then you get to like that main bit of story and it's plot twist after plot twist after plot twist after cliffhanger and when you think they're about to wrap up, then something else dramatic happens and then, then it I don't know if you're you're gonna do a that where we talk about like each part or can I just run through all my impressions? What would be best? You can, just run, time. you can just run through anything that comes to your mind. This is okay. full spoiler territory. So if you haven't yet seen Sherlock season two, episode one, you may want to pause here and come back, but Mo, let him go. Okay. So I didn't quite realize when he got abducted in the bed sheet, so he's looking at cases. Uh, he gets picked up, um, which I'm guessing by some kind of military secret service e people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets taken to Buckingham Palace. Is that where that was? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that that was his brother sitting yep. across from him with that other dude. I didn't pick up on that. It took me until they get like further into the story with the Christmas thing. Um, and so... I'm watching and listening to them talk, and I go, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know who the employer is. Is it like the queen? And I guess I didn't catch the whole mistress saying something with the lady like that was tied up. Where I guess that was her talking to the bad guy in the beginning. 
like, hey, I got something you might want. I don't, I don't know. I kind of missed that connection. But when we get to the palace and like, oh, they want him to go get some photographs of someone doing something they probably shouldn't do. Maybe they were married. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. And then we meet the woman. That's actually like her title. I'm not being offensive. I promise. Listeners. <laughs> that's what she's called. Um, that's like her. Mm, she is pseudo name. The woman, not just the, the woman. The okay. woman. Okay. So he goes and he's meeting the woman, and uh, I love the plot twist of her meeting him naked, because somehow she has found out like he's very observant and he sees things in ways nobody else sees, and. So she's like, well, I'm not going to give him any ammo. Like, he's just going to see me. And this leads down a, a little rabbit hole of him figuring out where the photographs are, figuring out all these other things. And then she dies. Like later on, like she tricks him, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I'm skip to the she dies and he's upset about it. Now, I never quite grasp why, because to me, other than her beating him the first time when she got away, um, I don't know why he'd be heartbroken. I didn't see anything that said, hey, you should be sad about this. Let me jump and, in here real quick. Okay. So as far as that goes, it's because, in my opinion, from the character that you know of Sherlock, he's he's not interested. You know what I mean? He's just not interested in in a lot of personal relationships. He's not really interested mm-hmm. in in anything like that. You know, he's... He's, he finds it boring. It finds it mundane and wrote he it's not worthy of his time. But I think that she was enough of a mystery to him that it intrigued him, and that no one had ever done that before. That's how I take it. Okay, and see that makes sense because to me I was just like I I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I missed something here, but I just don't understand the issue. Um, and and so. She dies, and he gets left with this phone, um, which holds whatever the secret is to this uh, issue. Um, and so she said it was her heart using his protection. And then we go a little bit farther along, and a couple months go by, and he's trying to figure out how to open this phone. And he's dissected it. He knows it. And from what you learn about him as a character, like he's really good at solving problems quickly. Like, he's amazing at it. Like, he has a gift of, you know, seeing things and pulling the important details and knowing, like, he solves murders by seeing a picture. Like, that's how good he is. Um, And then we find out she's not dead. It was staged. And he, you know, finds us out in kind of a weird way. Uh, Watson's led. He thinks he's going to go meet um, one of the Secret Service dudes. But it's actually, you know, the woman. Well, turn turn around. Uh, the woman eventually comes back and basically is like entrusting the secret with our boy Sherlock. And as Sherlock's like solving this, like you can just tell from these these mannerisms that there's something that he's not seeing and he doesn't know what it is. And like, so he blinks out for a minute, thinking, and says something. And that's when he finds out that there's, like, this whole plot to blow up a plane, but that the English aren't doing anything about it, the Americans aren't doing anything about it, and we find out why. Uh, They're staging 
they know when terrorists are attacking planes, but they're filling the planes with dead bodies because they want the terrorists to think they won, like, they, oh, you blew up a plane, but we didn't lose any life. And so it's like they're playing that cat and mouse game. Oh, look, you blew up our plane. Yeah, oh, look, a thousand people died, but they were already dead. Like, so no one actually died, and they were tricking the uh, terrorists. Well, then the terrorists catch on because of Sherlock not giving up, like not quitting on this. And because the woman was passing out that the information, she was working the other side. Well, her reasoning to work it was she was going to blackmail the English, what's their government called? Per- government parliament? people? Parliaments? Parliaments? Parliamentos? Parliamentinas. Okay, so the English government parliamentina. So that sounds more accurate. I don't think you're right. Ed, <laughs> um, it's it's of course Sherlock's brother, which that's when I finally got it. Was at that like near end scene is when I was like, oh, that's that's the brother. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That's why he is not like going after the girl because it's his brother who's going to be the leak, the mole, which makes him look bad, which makes the brother look like all sorts of things happen. And so Sherlock's sitting there listening as the woman and the brother are basically coming to terms on her blackmail, like her saying, nope, I want this, this, and this. And then she's like, do you want to sleep on it? And he's like, yes, thank you. She goes, nope, I need an answer now. Like, she has all the power in this game. And that's when something finally clicks because she tried to throw a jab at Sherlock. And that's when he knew, like, no. I, te- I felt your heart rate. You were looking at me in a way that meant you actually were caring because you loved the game that we're playing. And that's when he unlocks the phone, hands it to his brother, and leaves. And she's like, no, I'm going to die. And she- she's trying-, trying to beg for mercy. And he just, he's like, no, I don't love you. I, I know what the idea of love is. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Like, to her. And that's why he walks away. We later find out she actually does die, but it ends where he's got some peace. Like, he solved the puzzle. He saved it. He did what he had to do. And at the end of it, my wife and I are looking at each other, and I'm like, did we like that? And she was like, I can't tell. And that was how I felt. The character's good. Um, I like the character. But... I don't understand the Watson dude. And and what I mean by that is, in this, Watson's supposed to be, like, in my head, his best friend. And maybe we're missing relationships from, again, we're jumping in cold turkey. Um, and I'm, I, I just never felt like if you're going to go behind his back, like, I don't know if, as a someone who is in that relationship, that committed partnership of being a friend. Why would you go behind his back twice? And then why would you lie to him at the end? See, at the end, Watson has a choice of telling him that, yeah, the woman's actually dead. Um, She got her head chopped off by the terrorists. Or, hey, the other story that he tells him, she worked out some kind of deal. She must have had another photograph, and she's in witness protection in America. You'll never see her again. Um, I just feel like as a friend, 
as somebody you care about, even though it's going to hurt, you, you tell the truth and you do the right thing. And so I have a feeling with that relationship, it's going to come at odds and something's going to go down. Um, but again, I don't know if I'm interested enough in Sherlock to keep watching. And I, I know I'm not interested enough in Watson to keep watching. So, so at the very end though, you realize that she did not die, right? No, she did. No, she didn't. Dude, yeah, she did. They chopped her head off. No, they, that was... Sherlock saved her at the very end. How? He was there. So she texted Sherlock, you know, goodbye. Uh-huh. And then you heard the little phone sound, and then Sherlock said, stay down, and then he started fighting the guys, and they got out. No. Did you totally miss that? I thought that was another one of those dream sequences, like... Where he was in the car, or she was in the car, and he was talking through that one murder where the guy got killed with the boomerang. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Dude gets killed with a boomerang, and you never see it coming, by the way. <laughs> really cool scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought it was one of those. Mm-mm. Now, this was legit. So no, he saved are you her. serious? Yeah. I thought it was just one of those cool, like, fancy art things. No. Hold on. Uh, dear audience, we're going to take a quick break so that I can go tell my wife that she's not actually dead. Be right back. Please enjoy this music. back to your regular scheduled podcast (laughs) so what was her reaction um same as mine i thought that was a dream nope it was real (laughs) (laughs) yeah we both we both had that threw out of our heads evidently we're not great with the uh understanding that those kind of things i just thought they were taking some of those fancy film liberties well, at least I take it that she's alive and that Sherlock saved her at the very end. I mean, I love the way that they ended that with with that particular scene. Um, it really it makes you like the character of Sherlock a little bit more that he did that and that he's kind of keeping tabs on her, especially. So I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> So that leaves me to ask the listeners, hey, dear listener, did you ever think that the this scene was a dream sequence, or did you take it as fact that Sherlock did save her? Because it never even crossed my mind that it would be a dream sequence, honestly. Yeah, that's what I came to, because I was thinking of the same part in the car. Where the, you know what I mean? That's what I went to, and like that's how she consoled herself, was like, that he responded finally. You know what I mean? So she was like, oh, I'm going to die. But maybe he'll respond to this one. I, that's that's what I took it as. It's like she was dreaming that Sherlock was going to save her because of all the crap she went through, but because she had feelings for him. So when we look at the Wikipedia entry on this, 
and uh, Wikipedia. Let's see, a skin. That's French for knowledge. <laughs> French for knowledge. <laughs> um, let's see. But it's actually pronounced Wikipedia. Oh, the well. the, uh, the uh is silent in in French. Wikipedia. Yeah, that. That's okay. what it's supposed to be. See here. Some months later, Minecraft and forums, John Adler being beheaded by a terrorist attack. Sherlock appears to accept this. Next, John, they get the phone. John leaves. While Sherlock rereads multiple text messages, the scene changes to a flashback of Adler's execution, where Sherlock had infiltrated the cell, disguised as her executioner, and rescued her with seconds to spare. Hmm. Well, what if they're wrong, too? I mean, I, I guess it's open to... Because, I mean, it, and on Windy Pick You. Windy Pick You. Yeah, you can you can put whatever you want. Like At one point in time, it was written that Jay Cutler was the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, in some circles, that's true. Some correct, awesome circles. In other not ones, he's not. <laughs> okay uh, So did you write that Wikipedia Wikipedia I cannot confirm or deny Any part In the writing on that page Nice it was So going back what? to Sherlock mm-hmm. What So this is your first experience With Sherlock yeah. uh, The BBC series If uh, Any Sherlock TV show Okay. Let's. I have. I had zero Sherlock TV knowledge. So. I was thinking back to this because I we talked and you hadn't seen anything before, so your perspective would be interesting. And as I was watching this episode, I was like, "Man, this would actually be a good episode to to jump off on." Except at the very beginning, you don't understand who Moriarty is, uh, or what had taken place there really like why they're at a standoff with laser pointers right that seems a little ridiculous can't kill anyone with laser pointer i've tried (laughs) well if you keep it on long enough at a single spot maybe it could cause skin cancer and then you know it'll take its course anyway that's a slow burn get it (laughs) Uh, you're you're on point tonight oh (laughs) so With this episode, I was like, man, this would be a great episode to jump in on. But evidently, that's not the case. Because um, personally, I love this episode. I think this may be my favorite episode to this point in the Sherlock series. Um, my favorite being the first episode of the series, like of a series one. Because that introduces you to the characters, uh, introduces you to Sherlock and Watson. And it's it's a good it's a good starting point, I would say. To you, Mo, if if you're kind of on on the fence about what do I do, what do I should I watch this anymore? Watch the first episode of series one. If you like that, then go to the third episode of series one. You can skip the second one, and then this episode will have made more sense to you at that point, I believe. Okay. So it's it's the the second series. Uh, in my opinion, begins really super strong. I think this is the best of the Sherlock 
BBC show to this point, like I said. And I just love the interplay between Irene and, and Sherlock. I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of good back and forth and banter between the two. Um, Watson kind of plays second fiddle in this a little bit. Uh, but he is, there is a good relationship between those two characters that you just, as as a first-time viewer, you may not know. And it wasn't because he was wanting to lie to him, I would say. I think it was because he was wanting to spare him the grief. You know, yep. he was going to try to spare him that grief. But as we learn from Civil War, you don't do that. Um, it's, it's actually, uh, uh, it's a, it's a great episode. I mean, you, you have Watson, you have, uh, Minecraft, you have Lestrade, you have all the main characters. There was a, a great scene with Mrs. Hudson. Um, it's that just, lady is a boss, by the way. Yeah. The, every character seems to get their, their moment in this particular episode. And yeah, there was even the, the. So he, he chose, shows how he chose his cases in the beginning, and it calls back to those before uh, mm-hmm. or later on, where it's like, you know, my my, my dad, you know, he, he's already in heaven or something like that. And these aren't my, you know, the ashes. I know human ashes. You kind of, at first, you just take them off as being kind of weird, whatever. Yeah, cases, crazy then, people. Yeah, but then it comes back full circle, like, oh, I, I see. I, I understand now. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and the... The guy getting killed by his own boomerang. Uh, that yeah. was a, a pretty cool little uh, crime scene to investigate. I I didn't even notice that one. I was like, somebody made the car a gun? Or then I jumped to, did the guy commit suicide and we just didn't find the gun? Like, mm-hmm. th- those are the things I was going through. And then, nope, death by a boomerang. <laughs> Never would have thought that you could do it, right? Nope, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that sentence, <laughs> I, I'd have zero dollars. <laughs> you might have ten cents by now. Well, yeah, because I said it twice, but can you pay yourself? Um, IOUs, right? Should you pay yourself? Well, if you own your own business. Ah, uh, I don't. I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like I said, I love this episode. I thought it was excellent. I love the the music in this episode specifically because... The the music that was kind of a theme for Irene was excellent. And then when Sherlock was composing that music, it was her theme, in a way. I think it was like a, a mixture between the Sherlock theme and her theme. So it was mm-hmm. actually really cool if you kind of pay attention to that. I, I like that aspect a bit as well. It's, all in all, like I said, my favorite of the series so far. And if you if you jumped in like Mo at this point... I'd say go back and watch the first episode of Series 1 and then judge for yourself whether or not you want to watch any more Sherlock because these are probably, you know, this, like I said, is my favorite. The one, my next favorite is the series uh, premiere. You know what I mean? So if those two don't get you, then you probably aren't. You probably aren't ready for Sherlock. But it's a good comparison you made with between Dr. House and and mm-hmm. Sherlock, because they're kind of, you know, that arrogant uh, archetype that uh, is so common these days, represented by British antagonists, or protagonists, sorry, <laughs> not antagonists. So, all in all, I thought it was good. Mo, what would you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, being your first entry into it? And do you think that you would go back and watch the first episode? 
If a one is the Green Bay Packers and a 10 is my beloved Chicago Bears, I'm going to go 5.873. St. Louis Rams. Yep. That's actually pretty good generalization like that. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't a bad show. And to me, bad is that's that's that one to two range where it's just, oh, my goodness, it's good luck, Chuck. Uh, you know, that's bad. Um, but it wasn't great. It didn't have, like, the season finale of Scrubs where some people, I don't know who, were moved to tears because it was so sad it was ending. And not the crap season finale of the garbage fest they did to make a little more money, the real one with the actual good ending. Um it it was right in the middle because for a first time watcher it was a good story some plot twists some crazy stuff but I'm not I don't have that relationship with the characters and will I go back yeah I could see myself watching one one uh, on a Saturday or Sunday with Lace just saying hey the Nader tot the great Naderino he said watch one one and then one three and if you like those. Then rewatch two one, and then I don't know where to go from there because you didn't give me directions. <laughs> well, I can tell you this much: you're probably not going to enjoy the next episode, which is the Hounds of Baskerville, because I remember not really enjoying that. It kind of falls into that second episode slum that the first series came into. So, if I remember so right. don't watch their twos, the terrible twos of Sherlock. There you yeah. go. Uh huh. So wait, wait, I got one more. Their twos are literally and figuratively twos, because a two means dookie. <laughs> and you're a teacher, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. I, just I, I get paid to mold minds with my brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the youth are amazing. So next uh, week, we will be continuing on in our Sherlock journey with... Series 2, Episode 2, The Hounds of Baskerville. So, if you're in for the Sherlock ride, look forward to that next week. And we'll be discussing that. Mr. Mahoney, any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to plug for this week? Where can we find you on social media? This is the time. I'm split in the middle. My brain says, talk about the great stuff that's going on at PSVG, uh, talk about reviews I'm working on, talk about things I'm doing for the kids. But my heart, my heart says I have to say something else. If you're going to watch Sherlock episode 2-2, electric poo-poo, <laughs> make sure you have some fiber. <laughs> uh, this, is, this, this is why I bring you. <laughs> I had to follow my heart, Nate. I had to do it was right. Ah, <laughs> uh, and where can they find you on social media to talk to you further about poo poo doo doo two two? <laughs> they can find me uh, at uh, Coach Hulk on Twitter. I'm also Coach Mahoney on Xbox Live or Big Mo zero zero nine nine uh, at. Uh, on PSN. Um, I, I'm always around if you ever want to talk about anything. And uh, yeah, I have no problem talking about poo. 
because I'm a teacher and I work with little kids. So it's, it's a normal comment during the course of my day. Uh, but it's high school kids, right? Uh, I'm, I work with the elementary and then the high school kids. So I teach the first and second grade classes and then I go teach the upper grades. But it's the upper grades that are asking you about that, right? No, it's the first graders. Oh, okay. <laughs> My first graders always want to ask about weird things because they're first graders. Like, <laughs> and the side, like people don't understand, first graders are basically just slightly more advanced kinder babies. And kinder babies, they're crackheads. Every single one of them. <laughs> and to you kindergartners listening, it's it's okay. You all know it's true. I've watched you lick the monkey bars. <laughs> And you can find the show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. And you can find me on Twitter at VoicedByNathan. And you can also find me on Xbox Live at SpiderJedi. So if you want to find me over there. I'm also on PSN at the same thing, but I never really do much over there. (sighs) Mo, we went off the rails a long time ago. But let's go ahead and close it out formally at this point. Thank you for joining me, good sir. Anytime, man, anytime. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained.